We're in a battle for America's soul. Liberty is at risk. It's time to speak up. Welcome to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot. Brooke says, for years, Brooke's been behind the scenes, helping conservative leaders articulate a vision for a better America. Now, she's front and center, and the mic is hot. Here is your host, Brooke says. Hello, hello. Welcome to Brooke Talks America, where we discuss politics and culture from an unapologetically conservative perspective. I'm your host, Brooke says, conservative patriot, proud, deplorable and chump, apparently, and columnist, uh, which you can read on BrookeTalksAmerica.com. That's Brooke with an E. Connect on all the interwebs. If you'd like to donate, uh, there's a button on there. Shop. You can get some stuff, cool merch. And if you'd like to partner and sponsor the show, let me know. I'm here with my co-host, Colonel Jim who's the former Deputy Director for Intelligence at U.S. Central Command. He served on the White House National Security Council and currently serves as the Hillsborough County, Florida GOP Chairman. His articles are available on AmericaOutloud.com. So from hot topics to history, you know the deal. You can be sure if it's happening in America, and obviously there is a lot, I will be talking about it. You can listen to archived podcasts of this show on my website, and I'm on Captain's America Third Watch every Tuesday morning at 5.30 a.m. Colonel Jim is also every Wednesday morning at 5 a.m., both on this station, Salem Media Group, on AM860, The Answer. The, my podcast is also available on iHeartRadio, Spotify, and Podomatic. Uh, my article this week is Chelsea Handler White Splains, 50 Cent, How to Be Black. Uh, yeah, I know the story is a couple days old, but uh, with the new attention with Lil Wayne's and endorsement of President Trump, it does have, have some significance. You know, the audacity of a white liberal woman to white-splain to a black man that he must vote, vote a certain way because of his race, which always happens, is despicable. This is much bigger than one or two rappers. This is about freedom and true diversity, which is of thought and not of hue. So you can read that article and all the other ones that I talk about this um, on my website. Lots of stuff about Blexit, BLM, Candace, and et cetera. And please, everyone, please keep our beloved Rush Limbaugh in your prayers. Uh, you know, I don't want to get into it because I'll get emotional, but I do have an article that I wrote about him on my website as well. You might like to read, We Love You, Rush, Praying for You Always. So let's get to the jelly. My guest today is U.S. Army Lieutenant Colonel Tony Schaefer. Colonel Schaefer is a frequent guest in the media. You've likely seen him on Fox News, among other places. Uh, he serves as a member of the U.S. Nuclear Strategy Forum, Forum, is president of the London Center for Policy Research, whose mission is to challenge conventional wisdom, always a good thing in the swamp. He's advising producer of Chain of Command and is a member of the Trump 2020 advisory board. He's got excellent Twitter game and part of which by his own declaration is because he's snarky. We love snarky on this show, don't we? I'm an expert snark meister myself, if I do say so. So I'd like to welcome you to the show, Colonel Schaefer. Thanks for coming on. Oh, hey, great. Thanks for having me. It's an exciting time to be on, and uh, we'll see how snarky we can all be together. So. Yes, yes, I love it. You do. I'm looking at the tweet that you have up of Nancy. We'll get into it in a sec. Oh, so <laughs> she's something else. I mean, this is it's actually oh, yeah. scary what she's saying. But so there is a ton going on at this time, obviously. Um, you know, we have, what, three, four days till the election. You know, by this time, we were 
we assumed, I guess I should say, you know what they say about assumptions, that we would be hearing something about the Durham bar investigation. It right. has not happened. Uh, we have the Hunter Biden stuff, all of which we'll get into. But as we head into Election Day, uh, with all of the talk about not actually knowing the result on that day, which is terrible, the media and the Democrats have set that up for their psychos on the left. The fraud that's already been exposed, um, you know, since you're on the president's advisory board, as well as a military officer, what are what is your sense about how things will go uh, if Trump wins. You know, you have all these cities boarded up, National Guard in Philly, Pennsylvania had that horrible ruling about the ballots that could be counted up to three days after Election Day. Uh, What do you think about what's going to happen? So uh, thank you again for having me on today. And uh, I think there's a couple of ways we need to look at this. First, to your point, there's been some real disappointments about information not being fully shared or acted on by uh, folks inside the government. Uh, Barr and Durham, the investigation there, we now know that the Hunter Biden information has been in the government's hands for nearly a year. Yeah. And uh, as a matter of fact, Bernie Carrick, Bernie Carrick and I were both colleagues on Trump 2020, wrote, co-wrote an editorial on Newsmax, which is available uh, where we actually outline kind of, kind of what we see as, as why these things aren't being acted on. And, and I know that people don't like hearing this, but it's true. We talk about the deep state and a lot of evidence that uh, people inside the government simply are not willing to do their jobs. And, and I, I don't know why that is. I, I have some theories, but it's very clear that we, you know, we wrote this article and, and this one guy named Miles Taylor, yeah. Uh, this 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 guy who basically professes to have been anonymous. And it was an embarrassing because he wasn't some senior guy, but it, he makes it very clear he's part of the internal resistance or was. Uh, that's why you see this going on. This internal resistance happens up and down the chain. Uh, mm-hmm. And that's why we don't see laws being fairly uh upheld. That's why we see all the chaos we do to include in a lot of these big cities, people ignoring the violence. This, there's, this, is, a, this is a systemic thing. Uh, and so when, when we talk about next Tuesday, the third, and what happens after, I can guarantee you that we're going to see violence. And I'm yeah. not saying that because I'm part of it. I'm saying it because as an intelligence officer, I understand indicators and I study trends. And as an operative, uh, I'm one of those guys that has to go out and actually collect information on what's coming. And so I've been doing both lately with my team. And it's very clear if President Trump should win. Uh, I think it's going to be violence. If he should lose, there's going to be violence. There's, there's really no stepping away from it. The focus of the violence and the, the intended outcome of the violence is very different depending on if he wins or loses. Uh, right. if, he, if he loses, the violence is going to be oriented towards destabilizing the government and forcing Joe Biden to concede to the radical left. Uh, he has no strength to stand up to him. Uh, and if, if President Trump wins, it's going to be uh, trying to, to create ca- uh, ha- uh, chaos and havoc to uh, undermine the electoral college vote and try to make it appear that it's an Ill- illegitimate victory. They're going to try to drag out, as you pointed out, all the, the, the vote by mail. They're going to try to drag it out. They're going to try to say, oh, yeah, it's a Trump. It's an illusion that the, the, blue, the, red, wave is, uh, the red wave is not real. Uh, it's, not, it's all fake. And they're going to try to do what they can through all methods 
to include violence, to include psychological operations, to try to undermine the Electoral College count and thereby trying to undermine the Trump victory. So that's what I see coming uh, within the next few weeks regarding post-election. Well, and speaking of that, um, I'm sure you've seen the po- Project Veritas videos. You know, last year they had that oh, yeah. Bernie bro, Kyle Jurek, and um, there's a new Millie Weaver undercover video with anarchist Lisa Fithian. So mm-hmm. aren't I'm going to play a clip about it, but aren't these people domestic terrorists and, you know, can't they be arrested? Because this is sedition. It's planning to overthrow the government. And I don't know why Soros can't be arrested, too. But well, look, uh, when I went through and got my security clearance first time back in the 80s and every time I got it renewed, uh, you, you are prohibited from being part of an organization which which calls for the violent overthrow of the government. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean, <laughs> uh, you know, my oath, I've taken an oath to defend the country against all enemies, foreign, domestic. So, uh, you know, I, I don't understand how people don't understand their obligation of the oath of office for those of the, who are still in in, uh, in law enforcement, especially in national law enforcement. So, yeah, I mean, uh, I, I I see this as a very clear, uh, to use the term clear and present danger to domestic security based on the fact that they are committed to a violent overthrow of our political system. That, this, that's just permitted. And we wouldn't stand for it if the Chinese were doing it, yeah. nor should we stand for it from people who are essentially domestic terrorists calling for it as well. Yeah, and speaking of which, so we're going to play this clip, and this is Fithian sure. making the plan, and this is really serious, and I'll ask you a couple questions after we play it. They plan to shut down Washington, D.C. and other major U.S. cities starting November 4th until Inauguration Day. Do we have any plans for how to respond if there's a coup? Come to BLM Plaza um, anytime after 4 p.m. on election night. On the 5th, we're going to shut down the White House. Map the White House and know every access point. So we knew we could blockade it. On the 6th, we're going to shut down uh, larger parts of Washington, D.C. We've been working on a target map and a framework for scenario. So where are all the police stations? Where are all the key government buildings? Who are the Trump boosters? Members of Congress that are coming in, um, we're going to meet them at the airports or at Union Station um, and send them back to where they came from until we deal with the, the situation that we're in. We are going to be in a crisis but we want it to be one that we are creating. Whoever's got the guns can win. Let's take over the buildings. If there are people that are willing to do that, we should support them. Get ready to shut your city down on the 4th or the 5th. Regardless of who wins, the left plans to take over. The really upsetting thing is that, because they're talking about what they're going to do on the 4th, the 5th, the 6th. Right. They have people in the deep state, you know, people that are being paid by taxpayers to actually do this. And they're going to, they're talking about a coup and overtaking. Yeah. So, no, I mean, I believe all of that. And I think it's all very factual and, 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 and well-defined. They're defining it very well themselves. And I can tell you that on our side that uh, there's an effort to map this. Uh, I don't want to go into a great deal of details. Sure. I think your audience does understand. I do work. Uh, I'm the Homeland Security Advisor to Sheriff David Decatur down in Stafford County, Virginia, just south of Quantico. And I do work as part of his counterterrorism effort for the county, which links me into other organizations. And I can tell you that there's a, a major... Uh, police department, which is actually putting together a matrix to, to monitor all this. So uh, I can tell you for a fact, and by the way, it's not the FBI. The FBI is absent, believe it or not. They're not the ones tracking all this because apparently Christopher Way thinks that Antifa is just like a concept. Oh, uh, my God. A thought. Yeah. So I'm just telling you there's some real uh, challenges mm-hmm. on our side because certain folks who should be leading on this are absent. So you got to ask yourself, 
Why are they absent? Why, when you see these clear threats, and I, you know, as someone who has studied terrorism, uh, I've been studying terrorism since the 80s, uh, terrorist organizations t- tend to be very clear on their threats. <laughs> they try- tend to kind of lay out what they're going to do when they do it. So for, for the, for, I, have, I cannot for the life of me understand how these domestic terrorists who have laid out their plans, uh, they've been caught both undercover and in public saying things, how uh, Christopher Ray. The FBI, which is supposed to be the premier counterterrorism organization, doesn't seem to understand what's going on. So I, I cannot believe they're that stupid. I have to believe that they're deliberately pretending not to know. Yeah, it's absolutely. Uh, Chris Ray is, you know, we'll get into it, but we are on a break. So um, we'll be back after the break and ask some more questions of our guest, Tony Schaefer. You're listening to Brooke Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says. We're on Salem Media Group, AM860, The Answer, and we will be right back. More Brook Talks America coming up. Welcome back to Brook Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by Twitter. At Talks America. Here's Brooks Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooks Says, here with Colonel Jim and Tony Schaefer. And will do you think um, that that Trump will likely have to invoke the Insurrection Act? And if if you can please explain exactly what that is and what that will mean to the listeners. Well, let's start, let's start with the explanation. And in layman's terms, essentially, it's the federal government invoking federal authority to bring uh, stability to a, a specific uprising against uh, the, the constitutional republic. Uh, this was created for purposes of, of using the U.S. military, and I mean the military, not the National Guard, mm-hmm. not the you know, not not uh, elements of this of any state. It's the federal government coming in to essentially take over and restore order. This is uh, very very much uh, akin to martial law. As a matter of fact, I would suspect that martial law would be invoked as, as part of this, and it would require that U.S. military forces, uh, the Department of Defense, to be brought uh, to bear against its own citizens. And, uh, boy, I, I, I don't believe that that's a, a good action unless absolutely the last resort. Uh, and I think President Trump uh, has always talked about this as an option. It is an option. It's mm-hmm. on the books. But I think the interest always, and he's been very consistent on this, is power down. Right. Uh, the states are really obligated. And I, this is where I'm a big Tenth Amendment guy. The states really are responsible for the, for the security of their own citizens. As a reminder, that's why the COVID issue, the COVID uh, response has been so varied because, Correct. again, the, it's not the federal government's job to fix every state. The state governments are the ones who are supposed to be most directly managing the affairs of their people. That's why we have a 10th Amendment. Uh, They wanted him to do it. Democrats wanted him to do that, though, so they could blame him. Yeah. So I think there's been a lot of baiting going on. I think there's been a lot of temptation, but I think he's been very restrained Mm -hmm. and really put it back on government. So um, in many instances, we've been able to federalize uh, through through, uh, essentially deputization, deputizing local law enforcement. Essentially, I think in Oregon, for example, they were able to deputize the the sheriffs there to make them feds for purposes of expanded enforcement, which is very smart. It was kind of the best of both worlds, not not actually using federal government, but deputizing those to be to use federal government authority to do their job because local prosecutors, the local progressive prosecutors 
refused to prosecute any of the rioters. So, you know, we, th- th- I think President Trump has been extraordinarily well-versed well in, in, in being very restrained but effective in workarounds trying yeah. to create this. But I will say this. Uh, if there's an, a mass uprising, if, if citizens' lives and businesses are, are ultimately jeopardized by the complete loss, and I may be very clear on this, the complete loss of local governance, that is to say a local government, city government, state government proves it is either unwilling or un- unable to respond to put down violence, then I think the federal government is going to be obligated to act. But only within those circumstances do I see something like that actually being invoked. Well, and this is another thing that they have been talking about probably since he got elected is, oh, Trump is going to do martial law, especially if he doesn't win. And the the irony, you know, have a great tweet. You have a great tweet up and it's talking about Nancy. Like these people are really schizophrenic. I mean, seriously, because they're, oh, Trump has to, you know, Wallace asked him in 2016, will you accept the results of the election? Of course, they never asked Hillary if she would accept the results, which she hasn't, which the Democrats haven't. Right. But like, so they're saying, well, if he doesn't accept the, you know, he doesn't accept the results, he's not going to leave this and that and the other. And and she talks about that. She's saying now, which is totally insane, is that basically no matter what happens with the count, Biden's going to win. Correct. And they're already announcing in various situations, you know, Kamala Harris has been introduced as the next president of the United States. Are we in Locoville? So, no, that's, this is their plan, and this yeah. is what they plan to do. And, and as you point out, they never, you know, Hillary Clinton has also said Joe Biden should not uh, concede no matter what. No matter what. I mean, that means that means no uh, matter Joe what. Fair and square, that yeah. means no matter what. And Pelosi has essentially echoed that, as has everybody else senior in their, in their uh, thing. And I, again, going back to one of your earlier questions, is, is, this, is that sedition? Well, it sounds like sedition to me, because yeah. if you as a senior uh, political leader are saying we no longer accept the the sworn path we took to uphold the republic and the constitution i'm telling you that creates some real problems and it puts president trump in a very difficult position because you know say we we get a clear result of the election which i i hope we do i i'd, I'd like to believe look i advise the president's campaign there's no no question of whose side i'm on mm-hmm. i hope he wins i'm, I'm working to, to for that end if he wins in a very definitive way and the democrats just choose not to abide by the results of the election there are some problems there and i think that's something that we're going to have to face regarding how far will they go will they attempt another coup i think they will will they continue to do things to draw out and disrupt the electoral college from from Mm -hmm. voting i think they will these are all things that we have to consider as a, a real possibility based on what you know vodka nancy and these other (laughs) folks are saying right now so funny yeah well, and, you know, I have a theory. Uh, you know about the walkaway and Blexit movement, right? Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. And, uh, and I'm friends with a lot of the folks in the walkaway movement. Absolutely. Yes. Well, I, I actually have a theory that sort of, for lack of a better term, newly emancipated people are not going to let the Democrats burn down their country. I think yeah. they're going to stand on the line and say, we're not going to let you do this. And that coalition is growing by leaps and bounds. Well, I know Brandon from the walkaway movement, yeah. and I've spoken with him, and we've been in a number of events, and uh, I know he is a, a, a gay individual, and, you know, I'm, I'm friends with, with Rick Grinnell. Yeah. Uh, these people have recognized that the that the left doesn't care about their gayness. They care about them as a resource. Well, and Blexit with Candace Owens. Yes. Yeah. Yes. 
Same thing. Yeah. So, and I have a number, you know, I have worked proudly with black officers my entire career. I went through basic training. Uh, my, my best bud was from Macon, Georgia. Uh, I never thought of him as black. It's just, yeah. hey, he's another guy that we have to deal with. So I think a lot of folks are waking up that our side is always treated like we treat everybody fairly, you know, mm-hmm. based on character. They have seen the black community as a resource that is theirs. As, as you pointed out in your introduction uh, regarding uh, uh, um, what's her name? Chelsea uh, Handler. Chelsea, yeah. Chelsea Handler. It's ballot you know, cattle. Yeah, th- yeah, that is what I would call white liberal privilege. Mm-hmm. The idea of this soft bigotry of we know better than you. And oh, by the way, I don't know if you saw the article. Chelsea actually complained about uh, Governor Cuomo uh, ghosting her on a date. And I said in a tweet, you know, boy, that's the, the first and last time Governor Cuomo ever showed good judgment is ghosting Chelsea. Just saying. I saw but, it. Yeah, it's funny. Yeah. But I'm just saying that, that, that this is the arrogance on their side regarding how they believe that certain minorities right. are just not up to the task of thinking for themselves. We'll like you ain't black. It. Joe yeah. Biden says you ain't black. I mean, that's right. he should have been done after that. I mean, it's it's astonishing. Absolutely. But uh, like I say, I really think that, you know, particularly in my opinion, I think that the black the black exit, the black walkaways are going to be not having it. And and men, you know, a lot of men are like going for Trump. So hopefully that's what it is. So I want to you know, we have a few minutes left. I want to have you seen the video, the videos about the great reset, the Davos plan to cancel Trump. I, I can't think I have. I don't okay. think I have. No. Well, Beck talks about it. And, you know, there's there's always conspiracy theories and there are always right. kind of rumors about this kind of thing. But really, it's a remnant TV. It's really good. And if you look at it, you have Soros out there. You have uh, Gates, all these billionaires. You have big tech. You have the Democrats, globalists, you know, that are basically crushing their own populations. I personally think that the pandemic is part of this. The, glo- the globalists do not want, they d- are very unhappy about this populist uprising from, from here to Brexit to Bolsonaro to, uh, the Eastern European bloc countries and stuff. They are not happy and they thought that they were on with Hillary's you know, victory that they were on right. to basically taking over the world and squashing us as serfs, taking us to Hayek's end result. Now, right. what do you think about this? You know, there are they going to be able to do it? I mean, they're, they obviously try to coup one time. They're going to try it again. I mean, how, how is this going to be stopped? So yeah, it's an excellent question. I think that uh, people recognize patterns. Uh, look, they've, tried, they've made a run at the president with uh, the Russia collusion, yeah. there, Jim Comey and company. Then Impeachment. there was the 25th Amendment. Then it was back to Mueller and, and, and Russia again. Then it was to Mark Zaid, uh, Eric Kukamanga, all the whistleblower, Vinman. <laughs> they tried that, you know, via the, the, the impeachment. And, and they're going to make another run. We know that. So the, the, I think there's a lot of folks uh, who are actually aware of this and mapping it. I know it sounds strange, but I think people have, have rec- woken up to what's going on. The question becomes the outcome of the election, and I think this is where it's critical. I do believe President Trump expects people to stand up for themselves to a certain extent, uh, because part of this is, you know, he has been held back. As I yes. mentioned, Bernie Carrick and I did this editorial on this uh, this uh, Miles Taylor guy. Well, I would argue, not even, you know, we, he did amazing things, but think about what he could have done if he hadn't didn't have the Democrats and, and internal, Republicans. And, 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 yeah, and a lot of the institutional Republicans who should need to be institutionalized. Uh, they have always worked to hold him <laughs> back. So I think now is the great 
kind of like, hey, this is a, this is the great engagement, you know, to use a military term. This is a big engagement. This yeah. is where the big battle is going to happen. And I'd like to believe people are going to wake up and understand places like Minnesota. You've got a choice between Trump and socialism. Uh, Pennsylvania, you've got a, a choice between stabilization, mm-hmm. you know, anti-riot, stopping riots and, and, and continued economic success via fracking in the oil industry or Joe Biden uh, putting everybody back into economic jail and ruining the economy. The choices are very clear, and I'm hoping the American people make the right choice. Yeah, well, and, you know, just very sort of quickly is we have, you know, the the New York Post. I'm not going to get into it more with Colonel Jim, but the New York Post on Hunter Biden was censored. And I don't know why, you know, uh, the big tech hasn't been regulated, but I'm sure you watch Tucker. Tucker, I think he has talked about that, the Republicans haven't really done what we wanted, even though they campaign and all this stuff. Any right. Planned Parenthood, you know, uh, and, you know, Obamacare and all this stuff. And he says, we're just going to have to make them do what we want them to do. Yeah. And one of the things that he mentioned with regard to big tech, particularly like Google and stuff, is that he was going to start naming names on the Republicans who are yeah. not doing anything because they get money from them. They do. I mean, we have it's no longer left or right. It's, yeah. it's kind of this cabal of of the institutional folks on both parties. I mean, the the the, 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 the mainstream institutional Republicans have gotten used to being kind of second class and enjoying it because they get something out of it from the Democrats. The Democrat institutions have actually marginalized traditional liberals. Look at Gr- yes. Greenwall walking away. Look yes. At Tim Pool. I mean, yes, I deal. And look, and uh, look, I don't I uh, there's some Democrat members of Congress who may have run for president who I'm talking to on a regular basis, who's pretty upset with her party as well. Just saying, good because they, they did marginalize people who actually had legitimate voices and problems with the Democrat Party. And they were the first ones. I think certain people in the Democrat Party, the, these traditional uh, uh, liberals, the traditional liberals who do support free speech and free expression right. are, the, are hated more by their party than they, they hate Trump. Yes. It's, it's, it's truly amazing. It is really amazing. I mean, that, that Greenwald, I mean, I don't like Greenwald. You know, I don't, I don't agree with him on everything, but you know, he, he does talk about free speech. I mean, he's exposing right. stuff and, and other people like, um, Rogan talking about taxes, even Bill Maher on the free speech issue. Is yeah. like he doesn't agree with stuff, but he tells the truth, whether it's Islamism or, you know, so I don't know whether they're going to be able to. I mean, the the four horsemen, you know, Cortez, Omar, Presley and Tlaib have really taken over with, you know, the precedent of Bernie. So right. it'll be up to people, you know, and the rest of them, I think, have fled to the Trump MAGA coalition. So it'll be interesting to see what happens. But uh, it's a very precarious time. And, you know, we all I think we we all need to vote. Of course, we need to pray and, you know, get your CCPs or your CCWs up to date and, and get ready because it's it's kind of you know a precarious time that we're in but um you know we could go on for another hour with you it's been so great having you on the show i hope to have you back soon and i want to thank you so much tony for coming on the show sure thanks for having us and uh, yeah i was just shooting yesterday and uh, check out our londoncenter.org uh, website we actually have a first-time gun owner video okay we great did, we did we did jointly with six hour academy so it's, uh, for those who are just buying a gun for the first time be armed be prepared and be safe yes and that's jim uh, colonel jim's favorite gun manufacturer i'll put your article on miles taylor up and i'll put the link up to the london center as well great thanks great have a good one take care thank you you're listening to brooke talks america i'm your host brooke says on salem media group here with colonel jim and thank you so much tony schaefer and we will be right back more brooke talks america coming up 
And yet, another reason why Joe Biden should not be president of the United States of America. Hello, I'm Ron Edwards. On today's page from the Edwards Notebook, if any nation is overrun by liberal border crossers who never assimilate into its society, that nation will crumble from within. That is why Acting Border Protection Commissioner Mark Morgan warned that illegal border crossing could bloom into a full invasion if, God forbid, sleepy Joe Biden wins the U.S. presidency. It is the goal of Democrats, including Joe Biden, to fundamentally transform the United States into a godless, Christian-hating, bigoted nation that resembles Venezuela rather than the constitutionally limited republic envisioned by the founding fathers. The United States of America is the overall greatest nation ever known. But if Joe Biden, Kamala Harris, Nancy Pelosi, Chuck Schumer, and almost every single Democrat gets their way, America will lose her greatness and end up relegated to the ash heap of history. A triumphant Trump means victory for our republic. God bless America, and may America finally bless God. I'm Ron Edwards. Check out the RonEdwards.com. Ron Edwards, the new voice of America. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Connect by email info at BrookeTalksAmerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brook Talks America. Uh, that was an excellent Ron Edwards notebook with Ron Edwards. And it brings me to my clip, which is basically Obama Redux 2.0. We literally are going to change the course of this country for generations to come. Yeah, I think he was trying to hold his dentures in. But you heard what he was saying five days away from the, like Obama said, about the fundamental transformation of America. Um we don't want it. Thank you very much. This show is brought to you by 656 Hot Sauce, which is locally made, 100% veteran owned. Check out their website and tell them Brooke sent you. It's 656corp.com. So just a little bit about the craziness that is brought to you by um, the Democrats. You heard Biden talking about how they're going to change. You know, he doesn't really... He's kind of out of it, but apparently he reads the teleprompter well enough on certain occasions. But this is Kamala, who is um, not only the fakest person. I mean, she's so fake, she almost makes Hillary, Hillary look authentic. Here's her uh, on this is like she can't even really be human with this one. How's everybody doing? It's so good to see you, Texas. Bernice, it is so good to see you. Yeah, the cats scurry when she speaks. But here's a video of what she said. You know, Biden already said it about this is what they're going to do. She went to Hispanics, I think it was in Texas, and said that she was going to do this about the tax cut. Well, Rio Grande, I promise you this. As a first order of business, Joe Biden and I are about to work to get rid of that tax cut. So that's when she puts on her fake black scent. Right. So she tries to do the Spanish accent and then the fake black accent because she doesn't even know who she is, really. But she's so fake that it's not even funny. And this is a lovely ode that the um, human walking cadaver. Yes, I said it. I'm snarky. I told you. Share. This is literally how insane Democrats have gone. The liberals over this whole thing. Trump derangement syndrome has got them. She literally sang this song about Biden. This is 
makes you believe in the theory of adrenochrome just saying now we were talking with um tony earlier about this this is a quote that pelosi said about biden getting elected i feel very confident that joe biden will be elected president on tuesday whatever the end count is but on the election that occurs on tuesday he will be elected on january 20th he will be inaugurated president of the united states so basically, um, Ice Cream Nancy there is telling you that, like what we talked about earlier, is that she they have some kind of plan to actually make it happen no matter what. So your vote doesn't matter. Your work doesn't matter. Your door knocking doesn't matter. Your calls don't matter. Your donations don't matter. Pelosi and the Democrats have decided, and they have a massive army of lawyers, by the way, to try to make this happen, that Biden is going to get elected no matter what. She doesn't know that you're not okay with it. She doesn't really care. But that's the situation, so we'll have to see what happens. So, Jim, lots of stuff going on. Uh, Before we get started, I just want to play this clip that Keith Oberman, it was about a week ago, he's another one that's completely insane, that he said about Trump and Trump supporters, which now you know we're chumps. Trump can be and must be expunged. The hate he has triggered, the Pandora's box he has opened, they will not be so easily destroyed. So, let us brace ourselves. The task is twofold. The terrorist Trump must be defeated, must be destroyed, must be devoured at the ballot box. And then he, and his enablers, and his supporters, and his collaborators, and the Mike Lees, and the William Barrs, and the Sean Hannity's, and the Mike Pence's, and the Rudy Giuliani's, and the Kyle Rittenhouse's, and the Amy Coney Barrett's, must be prosecuted and convicted and removed from our society while we try to rebuild it and to rebuild the world Trump has nearly destroyed by turning it over to a virus. Remember it, even as we dream of a return to reality and safety and the country for which our forefathers died, that the fight is not just to win an election, but to win it by enough to chase, at least for a moment, Trump and the maggots off the stage and then try to clean up what they left. Remember it, even though to remember it, means remembering that the fight does not end November 3rd, but in many ways will only begin that day. Okay, so the audience needs to understand very clearly, okay, we are at war. They are at war with us. It's kind of like we said, we're not at war with the you know Islamists. <laughs> They're at war with us. They are at war with us. This is how they think about you. When Project, when the Bernie Bros said to Project Veritas, "We're going to send you to re-education camps," they were not joking. This is serious. This is how they look at us. So, Jim, what do you think about that? Well, it always <laughs> makes me cringe when I hear the political left embrace the founders. It yeah, just right? doesn't. You know, it just. They're the ones who want to throw the Constitution out the window and become a totalitarian state so that they can rule roughshod over every single American. And when they talk about when they talk about um, removing people and and prosecuting them, innocent Americans <laughs> who are following the Constitution to the law should be prosecuted. I mean, the the hypocrisy in what they say is just insane, and they're they're totally uh, out of control. So. You know, we've talked about that 
time in and time out. Um, let's let's talk a little bit about where the Hunter Biden investigation is. And here's a key thing: the Trump campaign is making this front and center because it is so critical. And you know, we talked about this in the previous weeks, and and we talked about it a little bit with Tony, with what regard the FBI is doing. So much is coming out in this, and people need to be aware of what's what's actually happening. You know, a second laptop has been turned in, was turned in in February to the DEA. Interesting, because so much information on the laptop related to um, Hunter Biden and his... And his um, drug use. Drug use. Yeah. Uh, but lots of information. And the key thing, the biggest, most important piece of information that came out of this, it revealed... Joe Biden as the guy behind everything. Hunter was just the interlocutor. He was the inter- intermediary. Rudy the inter- calls him the bag man. The bag man, you name it, whatever it was. He was the guy who was sent out to kind of arrange everything. Every single deal that was arranged was face-to-face with Joe Biden. Hunter set up those meetings, whether they were in Ukraine, whether they were in the White House in Washington, wherever they were because they did not want to have any evidence of Joe Biden being involved. And guess what? The laptops revealed, the emails that we're hearing a lot about now revealed that Joe Biden was totally involved. And it's been validated. It's proof. The Biden campaign has still denied it. Biden emphatically denies all the claims. But he's being backed into a corner now, and the Trump campaign is using that as their as there am battering ram him. battering ram you call <laughs> whatever you want to call it it's been it's there and uh here's what's going to happen bottom line a, pros- a special prosecutor is going to be announced and you know as uh Steve Bannon likes to call it and I've called it uh this is an example of the the Biden family crime syndicate that's how bad yeah. this was how when you start getting named and labeled as a crime syndicate you know that goes back to mafia kind of terminology and that's really what it is and the worst part is they use the national security apparatus of the United States of America once again this is what the Dems use have taken advantage of it, and that's what's going to get them in in big trouble. Well, and one of the things that is not even really being asked, I always kind of wondered why did Obama pick Joe Biden? Because two two things that we're not talking about. One is that we're not talking about Hillary's emails. She, I want to know what's going on with that because Pompeo said that he was going to, you know, put out the emails. She probably has all kind of the very same stuff. She, they started the foundation, the Clinton Foundation. They had all kind of shady deals and everything, which is why she had the server in the toilet box, right? What did Obama know? This guy, Joe, uh, Hunter Biden was going with Joe Biden on Air Force Two to arrange these deals. And the reason they did it was because if Hunter did it, that it wouldn't have to put on Joe Biden's taxes. Hunter could put it on his. What did Obama know? Nobody's asking about that. You mentioned a special prosecutor, and we'll get into all this after the break. But I have to say, Ray is useless as maybe even more so than Comey. So I really hope that something's happening. And, um, you know, I know you have your thoughts on Bart. We are coming on a break. We are. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim on Salem Media Group. And we will be right back to talk about that and everything else. More Brook Talks America coming up.
Welcome back to Brooke Talks America with Brooke Says. Check out the blog at brooktalksamerica.com. Here's Brooke Says. Hello, hello. Welcome back to Brooke Talks America. So, really quickly, where's Hunter? <laughs> you know, that, that's become a chant at, a, at the Trump rally in Tampa this week. We heard a massive chant of where's Hunter, where's Where Hunter. He? It's on hats now and everything. Yep. And that's a good question. And um, I'd certainly like to know. Now, I've heard lots of rumors where he is. I've heard he's he's in protective custody. I've heard he's being held by uh, the FBI at an undisclosed location. Yeah. Uh, I guarantee you Hunter will not be walking the streets freely no matter what. Uh, wherever he is, they know where he is, and they're keeping him secluded. So, you know, perhaps after the election on Tuesday, we'll we'll find out more. Well, and the thing is, you know, I don't want to belabor this two point. I mean, the guy's a total mess, but he's also a crook, and he also, you know, he's all he's a drug addict. No, nobody really should go after him for being a drug addict. Everybody knows a drug addict or has drug addict, you know, alcoholism and drug addiction in their family. That's not the issue. The issue, though, is that he does. He's obsessed with these weird sex videos and all this kind of stuff, and he does it apparently with underage girls. The OAN girl. Um, she, Chanel Rion said he was like Anthony Weiner. And I have seen some of the stuff. You can go on gtv.org if you want to look at it. You know, the guy's a hot mess. But, like, he he uh, he did all kind of stuff just like Anthony Weiner. He has this weird obsession with his stuff. But anyways, um, you know, so hopefully, you know, if he needs help, he'll get help. But whatever he was doing with minors, you know, needs to be prosecuted. So, tr- um, Jim, Trump. President Trump had a secret military visit, explained that he was going to go to the North Carolina rally, but that didn't work out. But he went over there to uh, Fort Bragg. Talk about that. He was supposed to have a rally Thursday night in Fayetteville, North Carolina, and it was canceled due to the really bad weather. And, of course, he could have continued on from Tampa to Washington, D.C. and, you know, went to bed and started got up early for the next day's events. Uh, He went to North Carolina. He met with. Uh, members of the U.S. Special Operations Command, particularly uh, members of the 75th Ranger and Rangers and Delta Force, who uh, raided al-Baghdadi a year ago. You remember that in Syria yep, where awesome. they took him down and went there to North Carolina to Fort Bragg and presented him with a presidential unit citation, the highest level award that a military can unit can get for, um, you know, bravery and gallantry and well-deserved but he took the time to go there to do it anyway and that's just represents the kind of person donald trump is you we hear all this stuff about he doesn't like the military the left throws it out he has been the most uh honorable president i think in a long time since ronald reagan in his uh his care and concern for the military and their family so uh, good on the president for doing that. Yeah, and by the way, so the second in command of Al Qaeda was taken out in Afghanistan. Thank you, guys. And American hostage was hostage was rescued by SEAL Team Six in Nigeria. Big ups to them. You know, don't believe the hype. Okay, the military does love Trump, except for you know that whatever SJWs managed to sneak in there and low levels. You know that just whatever. You know, riding a desk or something. They do love him. The the brass doesn't like him. Why? You know how you take care of the military. You don't start new wars to send him to to get blown up, okay? He hasn't started any new wars. He has three or four Nobel Peace Prizes, even from people who hate him, because he didn't start new wars. So don't even believe that ridiculousness about Bellawood, because it's a lie, and I would not even have it. So 
Uh, on to the election, because isn't everything about the election at this point? So the media is freaking out over low voter turnout. I want to just play um, at another thing that's happening, too, though, is that the unions, the Democrats are losing a lot of union voters from the police unions, firefighter union. You know, Captain Matt talks about that. The blue wave is for the police unions and stuff, but also um, the uh, trade worker unions. There, here's a clip of Debbie Dingle talking about that it's it's tightening here in michigan i i am out there uh probably doing more than i should but i'm always masked and yesterday i had the uh, 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 the, some of the auto workers who i thought were going to go back to joe biden were very clear with me last night they were voting for president trump yeah so that's going to happen all over the place you know my sister's uh, ex-husband is an electrician, used to be Democrat. You know, she changed her voter registration. She's not only voting for Trump. She did not vote for him in 2016. She not only is voting for him, she changed her registration. He also is voting for Trump. The whole family is. And those are those are uh, union Democrats here in Florida. That is happening. I know people in Michigan. That's happening all over the place. So in addition to that, it's also low voter turnout. So what's going on with that, J- Jim? Well, the Democrats are starting to see that a lot of Democrats are actually – believing what they're actually saying is that Trump is going to win. There's no point going to the polls. There's no point in voting. They're just staying home. They're already very difficult to get them out and rally them. you got to pay them. you got to give them something <laughs> yeah. to get out and vote. And that's not happening. There's no ground ba- game. There's no enthusiasm for There's Biden There's no either. enthusiasm for Biden. Even ABC News, you know, going back to uh, the Hunter Biden whole thing, is now starting to cover that. And that's going to be a big that's going to play big, I think, in the next couple of days, um, because if the if the media turns on Biden and there's a consideration by the Democrats who believe if they turn on him, it gives them an opportunity to push um, uh, Kamala in. And there's you know, we, we don't have time to talk about it now, but we can talk about it at, at, at maybe next week of what they might be doing. But, yes, they're they're freaking out. CNN watching CNN, MSNBC, and a few others. They're freaking out over the low voter turnout, and they're worried about it. Yeah, and I have a, I had an audio, but I'm not going to play it because it's too long. But there there was um, David Axelrod was talking about that, and they're freaking out. Um, Ellison was talking about it. There's just not. It's not only that. It's not only that they're they're they don't have enthusiasm, but they're also losing the groups. They always balkanize the groups right so they are losing hispanics they're freaking out about hispanics in miami are not for biden exactly they don't understand we we are seeing that you know he didn't campaign there either just like hillary they assume the black vote is going for them they assume the hispanic vote so what do you think and 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 biden is doing these ridiculous car rallies Silly the, circles. Silly, you know, well, it's not. It's gone from the silly circles to the car rallies. Yeah. But he wants and, to get rid of and you can only fuels, have two people in the car because you got a social distance oh in God. the car. It's too much. And Biden gets up on stage, and here in Tampa, he did that, and then he got rained out. So you know, thanks for that. He's but, the old but, man. But like they saying, are in a desperate situation. They're trying to apply, and they're doing it. They're pushing the coronavirus. They're pushing the the. The China Wuhan virus, Mm -hmm. it's raging across America all of a sudden, and people are looking around like, where? Uh, 
it's it's this is their desperate this is their hail mary attempt with three days to go before the election to try to keep people away from the polls and they're scared to death that the republicans are going to show up in force on november 3rd because that's what the plan is well and because also republicans are not known for this massive early voting and they have been early voting in massive numbers we have great in hillsborough uh and great in the state of florida which is great so very, you know, we have a couple minutes left. I want you to get into, though, this, you know, we talked about it a little bit, this secret fa- Democrat far left plan that they have. So they're basically, you mentioned the, that Tom Yamas was talking about um, Biden. They got to get the guy elected first before they 86 him. But basically, they want to 86 him. Talk about that. Well, they want they want to get him elected. But then... They really don't want him because he's really an obstacle. They need to get rid of him, and they want to put someone who's much farther left who will go along with it. That's Kamala. And how do you get rid of Biden? They will start revealing all this corruption that Biden's been involved with with Hunter, and it'll get to the point where he is so overwhelmed in defending and covering for his family because they know he wants to protect his family name. And that will cause him to have to be excommunicated as president. Kamala will will step up and they will go further left and do everything they've been talking about doing. And, you know, we talked about uh, on other shows, and Tony talked about it a little bit, where they will be coming to your homes to round you up if you're a conservative, if yep. you're a Trump you're supporter. You're on a list. You're on a list. There's a website the, for Trump supporters. You're on the list. And that's the plan Yeah. if Biden wins. Yeah. Well, and you need to understand that there is a they have a list. They know who you are and they're coming for you. So you need to be ready. That's an absolute fact. One of the quick quickly is that they're they're the polling are not reflecting the silent Trump voters. And that's a big thing. And that's everybody is talking about that. Um, Trump supporters are quiet. They don't want they don't want any problems. They don't need any hassles. They don't need their cars, windows smashed or their houses burned. So they've been quiet. I talked to. uh a gentleman this week who lives in Minnesota, who was from Minnesota, and he was up there last week. He said he's driven, he drove across the whole state. Not a single Biden sign anywhere to be found. Trump signs everywhere. So certainly a good in- indicator for Minnesota. That's what Selena Zito says, too. You're listening to Brook Talks America. I'm your host, Brooke Says, here with Colonel Jim. As always, we need two, three more hours. Hopefully we'll get it soon. And we will see you next week. Go vote and pray and pray for Rush. Okay. You've been listening to Brooke Talks America with author, publisher, conservative advisor, and patriot, Brooke Says. Connect by email, info at brooktalksamerica.com. By Twitter, at Talks America. And listen next Saturday night for more Brooke Talks America on AM 860, The Answer.